0: you for choosing to listen to this message. Prepare to be transformed by God's undiluted word. The fifth point is that you have to put absolute and I underscore the word absolute absolute trust in God that he can give you a good future. That actually let me put it let me rephrase it he has given you a good future. You have to put absolute trust in him. Let's go to the book of Philippians 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 1 and verse 6. Philippians 1 and verse 6, being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Christ. He will finish the work. That's the kind of person he is. He starts the work and then he finishes it. Actually, the way he does it is that he finishes the work. Then he comes back to start it. So the work is already complete. Your life is already complete. He has has given you a beautiful and glorious future already. That's why I encourage you this morning to put absolute trust in him that he can, that he has given you a good future and that he can make all things work together for your good. Yeah, and I know what confident actually means to agree, to believe and to trust. You agree with him. You agree that he has given you a good future. You believe that he can bring you to that future. You trust in him to do it and to do it well. Hallelujah. Being confident in him. We are confident that the person who began this good work, he's able to finish it. He's able to perform it. He's able to complete it. Amen. Amen. Isaiah 43. Isaiah 43. What does God have to say about those things, those unfavorable things that have, that have happened in our lives, those bad occurrences? Isaiah 43 and verse 18. Isaiah 43, 18. It says, remember ye not, remember ye not, the former things, they are in the past. It says, don't remember them, neither consider the things of old. Why? Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth, shall ye not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. He's the only one that can make a bold statement like this. He said, in the desert, I will make a river in the desert. I will make a river in the desert. I will make a way in the wilderness. I will do a new thing. But he's telling you today, he said, forget it. Don't remember those things. Forget those things. And trust me to do a new thing. I will see Paul, the apostle Paul, making a similar a similar declaration in Philippians. Let's go to the book of Philippians. Philippians 3. Philippians 3 and verse 13. Philippians 3 and verse 13. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended. He said, I don't consider myself to have arrived. But this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind there's the need to forget it, forgetting those things which are behind, and reaching forth unto those things which are before. And that's what God—that's what God is telling us to do this morning. Forget those things that are behind. Forget those things, those those things that are those negative things that happened in the past, and reach forth unto those things which are before. He said, "I press toward." I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let us, therefore, as many as be perfect, be thus minded. He said there's a need for you to think like this. Uh, One version says all of us who are mature should think in the same way. There's a way to think. If we are going to go into that glorious future that God has for us, he says there's a need to forget those things in the past, Forget them. Reach forward for those things that are before. We need to forget. We need to let go. That's why we're saying let's go of the past. Let's go of those things and then let God, um, let's, let God do his work. Think this way. The only way to think is to think like God. Is to think like God as re, as renews our mind. And how do you renew your mind? You renew your mind by going into God's word and sitting in God's word, soaking in God's word, On a daily basis, like Colossians 3:16 tells us to do. It says we should let it says, let the word of God dwell in you how richly. I'm sure everybody in this (laughs) this congregation knows that scripture because we say it over and over again, and that's all we've been saying for the past three weeks. Let the word of God, let, let the word of God sit in you, let the word of God read you. Read the word of God and let the word of God read you. Allow the word of God to do that cleansing, to do that cleansing through you. Um, let's, look to, let's look at the book of Psalms. There's a scripture I want us to look at there. Um, Psalm 19, Psalm 19 from verse 7, Psalm 19 from verse 7. There was a morning I woke up, I, I, I woke up and as I woke up, there was, this was the scripture that just came to my mind. I woke up that morning and this scripture just dropped in my, my heart. Like someone was whispering it in my ears. And so I went to look for where it is. Um, So this is it. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. God's word actually converts, makes a conversion in the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. It says the, the law of the Lord is perfect and what does it do? It converts the soul. When we say forget, you really can't forget. But the the law of the Lord, the word of God, can make you forget. The word the word of God can cleanse your mind. Can go through though the the, the, the the I think it's Hebrews four and verse twelve that says the word of God is quick and sharp, powerful. It's it's goes through the dividing asunder of the soul and the spirit and of the bones and the marrows. Nobody can get there. Trust me. But the word of God can go there. And go to where the hurt is, where those where where the misery is, where the depression is, where the enemy is tying you down, where he has where he has attached those things to your heart, to your mind, the word of God can get there. That's where we need to soak ourselves in God's word and go and, and just and just allow the word of God to do its work. We don't need to do more. You just sit with God's word. Guess what? The word of God, the light in God's word, the life in God's word will find its way through those places and get to your mind, get to your emotions get to your will and we'll we'll remove those burdens in the name of Jesus because there's power and there's life and there's light in God's word that's the reason why we need to sit with God's word and let the word of God do its work amen only the word can do that only the word of God can heal completely only Jesus can do his thing he's the one that can do it he's the one that can heal and as we say let's go let's go we're saying forgetting how do you forget sit with God's word the word of God will take care of the rest. Sit with God's word and let, let the word of God let you let go. Does that make sense to you? <laughs> let the word of God let you let go. And then you'll let God. Amen. There's no need holding on to hurts. Hurts in the past. Failures of the past. There's no need holding on to them. We've had to, I am pastor, we've ministered to women that were raped. And I tell you, the trauma they go through, It's unimaginable. We've had to minister to women like that. And um, it's only God that can help, actually. So those things happened when we are young. They are married now. And that thing is like it follows them. So they, they go through panic attacks. They can't stay alone in a room. Things like that. They are afraid of the dark. The fear just accompanies them. And we've had to minister to them and say, look, it's, it's, you have to let go of the past. You have to let that, you have to, you have to forget the past. Of course, it's God that we, of course, the Holy Spirit will have to help you to forget and to let go. And you'll have to see the glorious future that Christ has for you. And so I don't know whatever it is that, is, that has attacked itself to you. I tell you, as you let go, you let God. And God steps on the sin and he takes care of it. Um second Corinthians five seventeen. Second Corinthians five and verse seventeen. God is healing. Even as I speak, God is healing in the house. Those that are traumatized, they are are wounds of the past, but it's like they are fresh wounds. God is healing. He's healing. I want you to open your hearts. Let him touch you. Let him touch you. He's walking through the house this morning. His voice is upon the service this morning and he's touching people. He's healing you from the fear, from the suffering, from the panic. The Lord is walking in this house this morning. 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 7. Therefore, if any man and that means everybody, everybody. If any man be in Christ, he is what? A new creature. It says what? Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So old things are passed away. And that's what the Lord is saying. Forget those old things. Forget them. Forget those things that happened. Forget them. As he helps you, forget them. And, and what are those things that you should forget? Let's list some of them. Past sins. You Knew that times that maybe somebody has committed a sin, and the person has actually asked for forgiveness. You've asked for forgiveness. You said, "Father, forgive me," and of course, He forgives immediately. He's not like people. Some people hold on to, to till they die. <laughs> but God forgives. That's the, that's the love of the Father. He forgives. But then He forgives, and then the people themselves, the person himself, does not let go of the sin, because the enemy keeps on reminding him, "You did this." you did that you want something from God you're looking for a breakthrough and as you kneel before the father the enemy reminds you do you remember what you did it's forgiven it's forgotten hallelujah but the enemy doesn't want you to forget past sins and these are some of the things that God is asking us this morning to drop you drop them in the service it's in the past he doesn't remember so why do you remember why are you remembering something that God himself has forgotten let's look at Hebrews Hebrews 8 and this is, and I just wanted to hear the voice of the father in this service as he speaks this. Maybe this will minister to somebody. Hear the voice of the father this morning. Hebrews 8 and verse 12. Hebrews 8, verse 12. He says, For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness. He says, I'm going to show mercy. I'll be merciful to their unrighteousness. And their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. He says, I forget them. I will forget your sins. Why are you holding on to the sin that God has forgiven and forgotten? let go of those sins in Jesus' name. So we're talking about things that you should forget. Things um, um, things that you should forget. Past sins, forget it. You've asked for forgiveness, let it go. Don't let the enemy tie you down. Um, past bad occurrences, like I was talking about people that were raped, they were traumatized. Uh, those things need to be dropped. Whatever it is, uh, a car accident, whatever it is, sexual abuse as a child—those things need to be dropped. You drop them. You for, you forget them. You have to make that conscious, conscious effort to forget, because only only the Holy Spirit can help. Past failures, you failed and failed and failed, but you want to move ahead. You want to start again, but it seems as if those things are tying you back. You need to drop them in the presence of the Lord. Past failures, past hurts, somebody hurt you, somebody said something, somebody disgraced you, why don't you just let it go? Those things tie you down. They don't want you to go into the glorious future that God has for you. Hurts, anger, bitterness, you need to drop them, you need to drop them so that you can go into into what God has in store for you. So there's a need to drop those things. Um, Psalm 103, Psalm 103, Psalm 103 and verse 10. It says there, as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. So he removes the sins. He actually removes sins and he says, look, the sins, you won't even see them as far as the east. Can you just imagine how far and how wide that is? As far as the east is from the west, so far has removed our transgressions from us. So he removes these things. It says in verse 13, like a father pities his children, so the Lord pities them that fear him. He pities us. He pities us. And he says, let those things drop. All the anger, all the hurt, the pain, all those things, the failures, the failures of the past, drop them, he says. Forget them, forget them and move on. And so tell your neighbor this morning, let's go, let's God. You know what? We are going to say that so many times in this service that throughout the week you'll be hearing, let's go, let's God. Let's go, let's God, let's go, let's God. Because God is working in our lives in Jesus' name. Do you remember Joseph? Of course, we all remember Joseph. Joseph. <laughs> Joseph, of course, was a favorite of his father. He was so much loved by his father. His father gave him the best of things, gave him a colorful robe. But then he had enemies. His brothers did not like him. And they actually, it, it's not that they did not like him. They actually deeply, deeply hated him. So much so they wanted him dead. And so when they got the opportunity to kill him, they wanted to kill him. But we see God from the onset already walking behind the scenes. And so he was sold into slavery. He was sold into slavery and he found himself in the house of Potiphar. He found himself in the house of Potiphar. And the favor of God just began to walk. The favor of God. So it's like, okay, I lost my father. Can you just imagine the anguish of a teenager as he's sold into slavery and his brothers just sold him away. And the guy is crying. There was anguish. They couldn't even sit because there reported it later on that we saw the anguish in his soul as we sold him off that was the pain the pain that he had to go through and so now he's in Potiphar's house and it looks like everything is honky dory everything is okay now and just he just goes about his business but as the favor of God rests upon him the eyes of Potiphar's wife also rest upon him and we know the story and of course in trying to escape from sin and not to and, and, and not to sin against god of course he gets into trouble she lies and he's thrown into prison so he's wondering First of all, it was my father, I had to leave my home, leave everything I know, and I'm just settling and integrating into this society, and now this comes up, and now I find myself in prison. And so he was in prison, and the one thing about God is, as you go through those things in life, I told you I've gone through a number of things in my life, but one thing, as I look back, one thing I can affirm, one thing I can tell you is that God never left me for one second, not for one second, and that is it with you as well. As you go, as you've gone through all those things, as you go through all those things, the presence of God is always with you. He never leaves you nor forsakes you. He will never leave nor forsake you. And so the presence of God was, was with Joseph at the prison. And he was able to interpret two dreams. And he realized maybe this is an open door. So he told the, 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 the butler of the king, you will be restored back to the palace. Please, when you go there, please say a word for me. Let them know that I'm here. I didn't commit any sin. Please say a word for me before Pharaoh. Of course, the butler goes back to the palace and he forgets Joseph completely so for another two years he's in the prison and I'm sure he's wondering and if only if only my brothers did not tell me if only i did not tell them about my dreams I'm even thinking that he's thinking I should have shut my mouth it's because I told them about my dreams that they they hate me so much if only if only if only and one day because God is always walking behind the scenes one day there is a need for Joseph Of course, we know the story they sent for him, and he was able to provide a solution, an excellent solution, an excellently wise solution. And they say, there's no other man that can do this. You are the one. And we see this person that has come from from Potiphar's house, the prison, being promoted to Pharaoh's palace. And he has the the highest authority in the land after Pharaoh. Only God can do that. Only God can turn around that story. And it was there all the while, just walking behind the sins. And you know what? God is walking behind the sins in your life. Oh, those things, you know, you've been attacked. The enemy has thrown this at you, thrown that at you, thrown you on the floor, picked you up, kicked you, thrown you out of the window. But guess what? God is working all those things for your good. Everything, everything, every single thing. There are times I I said, why did this happen to me? Why did that happen to me? If only, if only. And God said, conscious that everything is working for your good. It's working all together. It's like when you put... You're trying to maybe make some cake. You put in the flour. You put in the sugar. You put in the yeast. You put in everything. I begin to mix. It's all working together to get that beautiful cake. Everything is working together for you. Trust me. No, don't trust me, please. Trust God because he said so. (laughs) You can't can't rely on my words at all. (laughs) But God said, I will work everything for your good. He is the one that will work it for your good. Amen. And so we'll, we'll see Joseph. Going back to Joseph in Genesis 41 and verse 51. Joseph, Genesis, Genesis 41, 51. Joseph said, and Joseph called the name of the firstborn Manasseh. And what is the meaning of Manasseh? For God, said he, has made me forget all. Can you please highlight that? All my toil and all the trouble of my father's house. God made me forget all the good, the bad, the ugly. Said like God made me forget all all the toil, all the toil of my father's house. He made me forget all my trouble. He made me forget the Prison. He made me forget what Potiphar's wife did to me. He made me forget the hatred of my brothers. Do you know that he forgave them completely? Didn't didn't hold it, don't hold them against, don't hold that against them in any way. He loved them to the end. He said, God has made me forget. Only God can do that for us. God made me forget all the toil. And God can make you forget. Just like Joseph, God can make you forget all the toil, all the storms, all the trouble, all the turbulence. He can make you forget hallelujah and with and that's what we see also in Naomi Naomi also so we know the story how Ruth got in touch with Boaz and Boaz of course married her at the end of the day and they gave birth to a child and they called him what Obed 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 and Obed is the great grandfather of David and so the great-grandfather, one of the great-grandfathers of our Lord Jesus Christ, because that's the lineage of Christ. And that's what, and that's what God can do. So he, he turns the story around. He mixes everything. And what do we see? We see this, 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 this woman being the grandmother, that is Naomi, being the grandmother of somebody that will be the grandfather or great grandfather of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's what happened. And so we see people congratulating now. Let's go to Ruth 4:17. Going back to the book of Ruth now. Just going back to you see that in every of the stories, it always turns out well at the end of the day. Ruth 4 and verse 17. Ruth 4:17. And it says there, And the woman, her neighbors, gave the child a name, saying, There's a son born to Naomi, and they called his name Obed. He is the father of Jesse, and Jesse is the father of David. So we see God walking through, working it out for their good. He makes all things beautiful in his time. He makes all things beautiful. Come on, he makes all things beautiful. The good, the bad, the ugly. <laughs> he mixes it together. And he brings out glory in it. That's, that's our God. That's our God. He helps us to forget. You, the devil doesn't want you to forget. Sometimes you don't even want to forget. <laughs> but when you release yourself, when you let go, he comes, he steps on the scene, and he helps you to forget those things. He consoles you. He's the one that consoles. Do you remember the mother of, of Samuel? She was mocked. She was mocked by, her, by, by the other wife. She was mocked. And then at the end of the day, she said, you know what she said? She said, this man, she said this God is the one that gave the Baron seven sons. Seven sons. Only God can give the Baron, The person who has been labeled, it's a label, barren. And God comes and he changes the name. I said, no, I don't call you barren. I call you fruitful. In fact, you are going to have seven sons. Only God can do that. He changes the story. He turns it around. And that's what we are are looking to God for in the service. That he would search us. And we know that he's walking already. He's walking already. His hand is upon the service. And he's taking all those things. And I want you to think about those things. All all those things I won't forget. You are going to drop them in the service. But think about them for the last time. Think about them for the last time. And you are going to drop it in the service service, they're going to start a fresh page and allow God to walk with you and to walk in you and to walk through you in Jesus' name. And that takes us to Romans 8. As I begin to round off right now, uh, we'll go to Romans 8, Romans 8 and verse 28. Romans 8, 28. I'll just read a couple of scriptures and that will be it. We allow God to walk in the service. And it says, I It's so beautiful. I want us to read it together. Could you please put it up? Let's read it together. Let's just declare these words over the Sabbath this morning. We know, we know that we know. And we know that we know that we know. I'm waiting for you as I'm saying we know that we know that we know. (laughs) Hallelujah. Romans 8. But we have it. Can we read it from our Bibles? Let's just read it from our Bibles. It says, and we know that all things. Let's just stop. Let's pause. Did it say some things? some things the good yes the bad yes the ugly yes all things for good to them that love god do you love god <laughs> all right so you qualify that's the number one qualification and to them who are the called according to his purpose are you called are you called good that's the second qualification so you qualify let's read it again And we know that all things, the good, the bad, the ugly, all things work together for good to them that love God and to those who are the called according to his purpose. And that takes us again to Jeremiah 29. Jeremiah 29. We're going to see. The expected end, the good end that God has for every one of us. And we'll see God speaking here, he says, in Jeremiah 29 and verse 11. He says, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you. And I want you to hear God speaking this into your ears. This is for you in particular now. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord. They are thoughts of shalom. Every thought of God for you, there are thoughts of shalom. Shalom, shalom. Amen. There are thoughts of shalom. It says not of evil. I didn't plan the evil, but I can use the evil. I didn't plan it. I didn't orchestrate it, but I can use it. Amen. And it says, so there are thoughts of shalom, shalom, and not of evil. To give you what? An expected end. A good end. A glorious end. That is our God. He alone can do it. Hallelujah. He loves us absolutely. And with that, I just want us to rise up this morning. As we put our trust, our absolute trust in him. I want you to look to the father this morning. Not to any man, but to Jesus. He's the one that can turn it around. He's the one that can put it all together. He's the one that can mix it perfectly to make it beautiful. He said in Matthew 11, 28, said, come on to me. All ye that labor, and I will do what? I will give you rest. You are going to receive peace and rest in the service in the name of Jesus. Because Jesus himself is in the house this morning. He says, come unto me. I will give you rest. I will give you rest. I will give you rest. Come unto me. All ye that labor and are heavy laden. He says, and I will give you rest. I want you to begin to cast those things at his feet this morning. All those things, the troubles the worries, the fear, the pain, the panic attacks, everything, can we drop it at the feet of Jesus? Can we drop it at the feet of the Restorer? Can we drop it at the feet of the one who loves us? Absolutely. Can we drop it at his feet this morning? Can we drop it for we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. We are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Absolutely. We are more than conquerors. Come on, drop it, drop it, drop it. Make a conscious effort this morning to drop it. I let go and I let God. Come on, say that. I let go in the service. I let go of the pain. I let go of the sorrow. I let go of the depression. I let go of the failure. I let go of the sin. I let go in the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening to this message please hit the subscribe button to be notified of new episodes for questions please send an email to pastor mo at the Stone god bless you